Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 286 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about the power of your investments. And not just the power of your investments, but the power of your investments relative to the power that your income may have. Because I want to show you that your investments are extremely powerful. And that you know you may think that just making an income your entire life is the way to go and you don't have to uh, invest and investing is not that important to you. But when you find out the power of investing and the amount that you are going to make investing over a long period of time, then I think this will definitely change your mind. And it will definitely change your mind if you're a younger individual uh, who has a lot of time on their hands. So stick around for all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need some to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals, and then ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. Now, sometimes when you hear somebody give some financial advice, or you hear somebody say something that they believe is the right thing to do financially, like I do uh, on a pretty regular basis here on this show. It can seem weird, the numbers that they choose. It can seem weird, uh, the percentages that they choose. And you may uh, argue in many cases that uh, those numbers or percentages are just to push their narrative and just to say the things that uh, they you know, want you to believe. In my case, I'm not trying to push a narrative. I'm trying to push what actually works for you, right? I want you to be successful over the long term financially. Okay. So when I tell you to save four to six months of expenses uh, in a fully funded emergency fund, the reason that I'm telling you to do that is because if somebody loses a job, four to six months of expenses is a conservative estimate of how long it may take for you to replace the income that you lost. Okay. There's a rhyme and a reason behind it. Right. And today, the rhyme and reason that I'm going to talk specifically about is when I talk about 15% of your income being invested for your future. Okay. I tell you to do that in the financial action plan once you're out of debt, once you have an emergency fund, all these different things. But the reason that I choose 15% is because 15% is enough to get you to a point where the amount of income that you made over a long period of time working is superseded by the amount of growth that you end up having over a long period of time in your investments. And you may say, how can my investments grow more than the amount of income that I make over a long period of time? Well, you must first aggressively invest, okay? Aggressively investing, and I'm not talking about necessarily rates of return, I'm talking about in amount, right? You must be investing a lot over a long period of time and letting that money grow because the more you invest, the more you're gonna make on that money in dollar amount, and then you'll have more growth of your money over a long period of time. Okay, so I hope to show you guys that if you are not thinking that investing is very important, and you think that, man, I can I can wait, you know, one of those investing lies that we talked about last week, you're thinking, man, I can, I can wait until the future, I don't have to invest right now. If you're thinking that that is the case, and you're thinking that that is your situation, I implore you, I implore you, I implore you to think again, I implore you 
to actually start looking into it for yourself, actually look at the numbers, think about the numbers, and start investing for yourself and see where that gets you over a long period of time. Now, in the short term, investing in the way that I tell you to is not going to be uh, super lucrative. It's not going to look like uh, over a short period of time that, oh, this is going to be the thing that changes your life. But over a long period of time, this is absolutely something that is going to change your life. It's absolutely something that's going to change the way that you think about money. It's going to change the way uh, that you think about uh, the way that you work and things like that. Because for most of us, we have anywhere between a 30 and a 50 year working life. And I know that's a wide range, uh, but most individuals have uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 years that they work before they retire. And in those 30, 40, 50 years, you're making whatever income that you're making, and hopefully your income goes up over time, you know, whatever, right? But if that income is all that you've ever had, and that income is all that you've ever relied on, and you thought, well, you know, I don't have any investments, I just have to keep working, I just have to take Social Security, I have to do this, that, or the other. What if I told you that you could make the exact same amount of quote-unquote income without having to lift a finger? without having to do anything, without having to go to work, right? And I know I'm starting to sound like one of these individuals who talks about passive income and whatever, right? But I'm not necessarily talking about passive income strategies. What I'm talking about is actually the growth of your money. I'm talking about having enough money that it creates the money that you want to live on over a long period of time, okay? And does so in a reliable fashion, okay? So let's just run a couple of scenarios. Let's talk it through and let's just see how this would work out for a typical American family. Okay, let's say that there's a household where the, the income is $60,000 a year. Okay, so uh, a modest median household income of $60,000 a year. If that individual got out of debt and built an emergency fund of four to six months worth of expenses, they should be able to invest at least 15% of their income every single month. Okay, well, on a monthly basis, that's going to turn into $750 every month. Okay, but again, remember, you don't have any debt payments and you're not trying to save money elsewhere. This is all, uh, you know, the extra money that uh, you have apart from what you're willing to spend. And you will have money to spend if you are out of debt and you have an emergency fund built up already. Okay, so over a 40-year period, that $750 a month turns into uh, $360,000. Okay, that's $360,000 that you invest over a 40-year period. So we're saying from like 25 to 65 or 30 to 70 or whatever, okay? Now, investing that $750 and making uh, a historical market rate of return of 10%, I'm not saying that's what you'll make. I'm just saying uh, if you made 10% on your money, okay, over that 480-month period, you started with nothing, okay? You would end up with $4.743 million, okay, approximately, the difference between this and the amount that you actually invested, that $360,000, is $4.383 million. So your investments made you $4.383 million apart from what you put in, okay? Now, what I want you to ask yourself now is to go, okay, over that working life where you made $60,000 a year each year over a 40-year period, how much money did you make total? If you just saved every single dollar of that income in a savings account, how much money did you make total? that would be $2.4 million exactly, okay? So the growth on your investments over a 40-year period by just putting away $750 a month or $360,000 over the course of a 40-year period, right, would turn into more growth, not just more money, but more growth than the amount of money that you made via your income by $1.983 million, 
So let me say that again. The amount of growth on that money, on that $750 a month that was invested over the 40-year period, the amount of growth was $4.383 million. The amount of money that you made total over that uh, 40-year period, making $60,000 a year on average, is $2.4 million. So that's a $1.983 million disparity. So if you tell me that your income is the most important thing to you and not your investments, then you're missing the point. Because the amount of income that you can make from your income is nowhere near the amount of income or the amount of growth that can come from your investments. And you don't have to do anything to your investments other than just put them there and keep feeding it and keep feeding it and keep feeding it over a long period of time. Okay, So that is quite the disparity. You make $1.983 million more by just letting your money grow uh, in the you know 401k or IRA or brokerage account or whatever relative to the amount of income that you made over a 40-year period. That's quite astonishing, okay? Now, let's say you don't make $60,000 a year. Let's say you make more. Say you make $100,000 a year. 15% of $100,000 a year on a monthly basis is $1,250 a month. That means that you invest $600,000 over a 40-year period, okay? You take 1,250, multiply it by 12, multiply that by 40, and that gives you $600,000 that you invested over a 40-year period, Okay. This investment of $12.50 a month, if you make 10% annually, turns into $7.905 million okay, over this 40-year period, which is quite the nest egg, right? Well, how much money did you make over that 40-year period? We made $100,000 a year times 40, right? That's $4 million that you made. Well, the growth of the money that you invested, so uh, that 7.905 minus the amount of money that you invested, which was the 600000 leaves you with $7.305 million of just growth on your money over that 40-year period. So you take that amount, subtract from it the $4 million that you made in income, and you have $3.305 million in growth above the amount of income that you made over the course of a 40-year period. Okay, so if you tell me that investments aren't that important or investments aren't that powerful, you're missing the point because putting away 15% of your income for retirement, I know sounds like a lot. I know it feels like a lot of money coming out of your pocket. But again, if you don't have any debt, you have an emergency fund, you have money. You have money to be investing for your future. Okay, and if you're saying, well, I just, you know, I don't think that it's going to be that valuable to me. I don't think it's really going to be worth it. Right. And you're missing the point. You're, you're missing the point that the growth of this money over a 40-year period is going to be more than the amount of income that you made over this 40-year period if you're putting away 15% of your money. Now, obviously, the shorter amount of time that you invest, the lower this disparity will be, and uh, this disparity may actually even turn towards your income. But there's a portion that we're missing there. And the portion that we're missing doesn't have anything to do with while you're working. It has to do with after you are no longer working. Because think about this. Most people are retiring at 60, 65, 70, right? They have 20, 25 years left of their life after uh, they retire, right? 15, 20, 25 years of their life. You're not going to be making income from your job when you're retired. But where are you going to be taking income from? Your nest egg, right? And so if your nest egg can continue providing for you even after you've stopped working, right, then the disparity continues to grow over time. So let me just give you an example of how this may work out. Again, I'm going to use the same set of assumptions that we had in our original example of the $60,000 a year income individual. Okay, they invest $750 a month. But this time they only make 8% on their money annually and not 10. 
okay? What this ends up showing is that the amount of growth on the money over uh, a 40-year period would be $2.258 million, okay? But the amount of money that you made over that 40-year period was $2.4 million. So there's a disparity, right? There's a disparity of $141,744. But, 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 you would stop working at that point. You would make no more income and yet you would still have that $2.258 million of growth on top of the $360,000 that you put in. So $2.618 million you would still have in your accounts. Okay. And what's that money going to continue doing for you over time? It's going to continue growing, right? You're going to have that money uh, to create income for you. So let's just say you wanted to just create the $60,000 a year that you'd been making off of that nest egg, right? That's a 2.29% withdrawal rate, which is nothing. Anybody can make 2.29% consistently, easily in the market over a long period of time. So it's likely that you would make more than that. So not only are you going to be able to provide income for yourself in retirement, right? Your nest egg will not only not go away, but it will continue to grow over time as you are continuing to pull income off of it. So over another 15, 20, 25 years, the disparity of $141,000 goes away so, so quickly and you end up in a place where, again, the investments are more powerful. You make more on your investments over time by a large amount than you would the income that you made during your working life. And then the same thing goes if you make $100,000 a year. Again, it's the same withdrawal rate to get to the amount uh, that you would need because here, if you made 8%, it would be 4.363 million versus the 7.905 if you had made 10% a year, right? So the growth of your money here is 3.763 million and you made $4 million over the course of your working life. So the disparity is $236,240.21. But with that 2.29% withdrawal rate, right, it's going to be super simple to make up the difference here. It's going to be very easy to make up uh, that $236,000. So just think about this. Think about if, you know, you stop working, right? So you no longer have, uh, you know, any more income coming in. That $4 million is where it's capped, right? You only need to make in that first year, 5.41% on your money in order to make up that disparity in total. But then over the next 15, 20, 25 years, that disparity is just going to get larger and larger in the way of your investments, not in the way of your income, okay? So you must, you must, you must understand that your income is not near as valuable to you as your investments are going to be. It may seem like in the short term, yeah, of course, if you don't have income, you're not gonna be able to live. If you don't have income, you're not gonna be able to buy the things you wanna buy and do the things that you wanna do, okay? But ultimately, your investments become your source of income and you don't have to lift a finger to create that source of income. But you do have to lift a finger to work, right? You have to actually do something to work and make money over time, but you have to do nothing but allow your money to be properly allocated in order to make money in the market over a long period of time. Now, this same this same you know in investment formula and idea works if we're talking about you know rental real estate or other types of appreciating assets over time. It, it still works if you have uh, some you know long term historical rates of return that are reliable uh, to consider you making over a long period of time. But 
if I'm just you know speaking candidly, I'm talking about specifically the stock market here. And I'm not saying that I'm expecting you know the stock market to make you dividends in income in retirement, right? That can be part of the game. But ultimately, I'm just saying just invest it in something that's going to make a good rate of return over a long period of time. And yeah, you can take off risk when you get in retirement. But ultimately, all the way to retirement, you don't want uh, to just be de-risking the entire way. You want to be you know having a strategy and just ultimately pouring money in in aggressive droves. That's why I tell you 15% of your income every single month. That's why I want you to aggressively invest, not necessarily in your rate of return, but in the contributions that you make. It is so, so vital because your investments are going to be far more important to you over a long period of time than the amount of money that you made in income will ever be. And based on the fact that we would only need a 2.29% withdrawal rate, you know, if we were making 8% up into retirement, we would only need a 2.29% withdrawal rate in order to get the income that we needed over a long period of time. It, given that that is the case, right, we would likely be making more. Therefore, we could take more off of our accounts, right? There's the 4% rule uh, that is, you know, been touted for a long, long, long time, right? Uh, and if you take 4% off your account, it's likely you could make 4% on your money or more over time anyway. So not only could you supplement your income or not only could you recreate your income in retirement, you could make more income and still continue to grow your money and the principal amount over a long period of time. Look, your investments are too valuable to skip out on. And that's what I really want to get down to today. I want to get down to the fact that yes, I throw all these numbers at you. It's it's clear, right? The, the clarity uh, is 100%. It's 100% clear. You must invest and you must invest over a long period of time. But I need you to take this and act on it. I need you to begin. I need you to stop all of the speculation. I need you to stop all of this Robin Hood trading that is not ultimately going to make you a lot of money over a long period of time. It has been shown time and time and time and time again that boring wins when it comes to investing. Okay, I'm not saying that you can't have any fun with your money. I'm not saying you can't have any fun. I'm not saying that you can't pick individual companies to invest in. I'm not saying that you can't put some money in cryptocurrency. I'm not saying that you can't put a little money into meme stocks. I'm not saying that this can't happen. I'm just saying over a long period of time, None of that is going to be what actually gets you home. None of that is going to be what actually gets you uh, to millionaire status, gets you to the point where you can live off of your investments. There are only going to be a few, a handful of individuals who win in speculation. And you likely hear about them, right? You likely hear about individuals uh, who you know made millions of dollars on Dogecoin, right? So like Andre Jick has had the Dogecoin millionaire on his channel multiple times, right? Uh, and this guy made a bunch of money on Dogecoin, right? But he is the very few. Think about how many people actually put money into Dogecoin. And I'm not saying they didn't make money, but I'm just saying they put it in and expecting to become millionaires, expecting to, you know, quadruple their money or 10 bagger their money. And they only make small returns or no returns or negative returns, right? Think about those individuals. We don't want to end up being like those individuals. We want historical rates of return that are relatively predictable, right? We don't know exactly what the stock market's going to return over time, right? But we can look at history and go, hey, it's likely to be somewhere, uh, you know, in the, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, 10% range, okay? Uh, over a long period of time, it's been 10%. Uh, there have been some periods of time where it's 11 or 12%. There have been some periods of time where it was, you know, six, seven, eight percent okay? But we have to understand 
that those returns are based on something tangible. It's based on the fundamental value of the S&P 500 or whatever other stock market index over a long period of time. It's based on some historical fact. Okay, And as long as we believe that those historical facts will continue to hold, then this will uh, be a valuable strategy to anybody who tries it out. Okay, But we need to know what we're invested in and we need to understand the power of our investments. Right, As companies grow, companies are going to grow way faster than your income is. Okay, Your money is going to end up growing way faster than your income is. Okay, So you have to understand that the making your income is fine and getting raises is fine. Okay, but it's never going to add up to the amount that your investments can add up to over a long period of time because your income is not growing in a, an exponential way unless you take some of that income and you invest it, right? Unless you're taking 15% of your income and putting it away. That's why we do this. We do this uh, because we need our money to actually grow and not just grow in this little straight line way, but we want our money to grow in an exponential way, meaning that over time it's going to grow faster and faster and faster. Okay. Uh, again, I've told this many times. Ten percent on ten thousand dollars is a thousand dollars, but ten percent on a million dollars is a hundred thousand dollars. Both accounts made ten percent. Both accounts were likely invested in the exact same thing. Okay, but uh, the one that you know had a million dollars in it made a hundred thousand dollars versus just a thousand dollars. So the growth happens a lot, a lot faster as your money continues to grow over a very long period of time. Time is so, so important. It's so, so valuable. And if you don't think that time is valuable, then try me. Try uh, not investing over a long period of time. Try starting late. Try uh, not you know, taking your financial life into your own hands now and doing the right things now early on when you're in your 20s and 30s and things like that. Because once you get into your 40s, your 50s, you, know, you push on into your 60s, you will have the strong realization that you messed up. You have the strong realization that you should have done something else with your money when you were younger. Okay, and it's perfect. Here's the thing that I, that I that I hope you you take with you. I hope that you understand. I hope that you understand that if you had no way of knowing, right? If there's no way for you to know that investing was this powerful, okay, then I understand you're not doing it, right? We we can't do things reliably that we don't know what they are and we don't know about. You know, if we don't know of opportunities, then we don't know, right? That's one of the biggest. Uh, reasons over a long period of time that people who are impoverished remain impoverished because they don't know personal finance things. They don't know about financial topics. They just don't know. And lack of knowledge is painful over a long period of time, right? Because having knowledge leaves you no excuse. And that's what I want you to understand. Having knowledge leaves you no excuse. Given that you are watching this right now and that you're hearing what I'm saying, the fact that you are getting the knowledge leaves you no excuse but to actually go and act. It leaves you no excuse but to actually decide, I'm going to get my financial life together and I'm going to actually begin doing these things that are going to work out for me over a long period of time, okay? And if you don't want to, then that's perfectly fine, but then you can't gripe on the back end when you're like, oh, I'm just going to have to work until I die, I guess, or I, I don't have that amount of money. I don't have money in my nest egg. I don't have money to travel. I don't have this. I don't have this. You can't throw pity parties for yourself because you decided to make the wrong decision. I know it's not an easy decision to make, right? And it's much easier to live in apathy. It's much easier to live in a in a life where I just don't want to pay attention to something that is so, you know, painful and visceral and uh, you know, is is a part of my life that I don't really want to look at like most people view their finances. Okay, but once you can actually pull off the band-aid, 
right, and actually see what's going on in this wound that is your finances, then you can start making some changes. And those changes can change your life forever. That's why I push you to do this every day. Okay. But again, you have no excuse if you hear this. You have no excuse if you watch this show, if you listen to the show. If you listen to the show, I expect you to go and do it. I expect you to go and make changes in your financial life for the better. Okay. But again, if somebody doesn't hear this, then, you know, you can't hold them accountable, but I can hold you accountable. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to not only teach you, but make this a motivational thing, right? I'm trying to show you that without doing these things, you're going to end up in a far worse situation than you would otherwise. Now, not only is, do I want to use that scare tactic or whatever, right? Where, uh, you know, you're going to end up in a worse situation if you don't do them. But I want you to understand the, the great things that can come on the other side of doing these things, right? Of investing for your future, of living on less than you make, right? This can become something very, very powerful. This can become something uh, that is very uh, valuable to you over a long period of time because the more money that you're able to put away, the more money you're able to, one, spend on yourself, right? You can actually do the things that you've always wanted to do and they don't have to just be pipe dreams. They can actually be dreams that become reality, okay? You can give more money, meaning you can help other people. You can do things for other people that you never thought that you possibly could, right? Let me let me just hit you with this for a second, right? If you average $100,000 a year income, you put away 15% a year, right? Uh, you make 10% on your money over a 40-year period. I said that would give you $7.905 million. $7.905 million. Do you think if somebody needed a home, you could just buy them one and not feel that with $7.905 million? I would say so, right? Do you think if you know somebody uh, was really in need of something, right? Whatever it is that you couldn't help provide for it with $7.905 million, okay? I think you could. I think you could help. I think you could be more generous with more money, right? I think that individuals with more money have this uh, responsibility to be more giving, to be more generous, to uh, use their money for the greater good over a long period of time. And I, I want to do that. And I think you should want to do that too, because that's going to be the most fulfilling thing that we can do with our money over a long period of time is give it. Okay. But you can't give it if you don't have it and you can't spend it if you don't have it. Okay. I want you to be able to do both. I want you to be able to enjoy your money both on, on a, an emotional level by uh, giving it and then uh, on the level of being like, you know, you know, having fun, enjoying yourself when you actually spend money on things that you want to spend money on. Okay, but again, if you don't have it, then you can't do it. And then the last thing I want to say here is that let's not jump past the fact that I was talking about people making $60,000 a year ending up with $4.74 million dollars. That's 100% possible. Or people making $60,000 a year ended up with uh, $2.618 million. That is 100% possible, okay? Could you imagine being somebody who makes $60,000 a year or a household that makes $60,000 a year, two people making $30,000 a year, which is, you know, not much. It, you know, that's basically $15 an hour jobs over uh, a 52-week year, right? So you see two individuals that do that all year and those people end up being multimillionaires. That is the power of investing. That is the power of putting money away for your future. And if you don't think you can do it, I think it is 100% based on the fact that you've never been told that you can do it. But I am here to tell you that you can. I am here to tell you that, yes, does it, does it, does it rely on sacrifice? Of course. Does it rely on you putting away $750 a month? Yes, it does. Does that seem like a lot of money? Yes, it does. But think about this. Think about if you could put away you know, 
$400 a month and then you get like employer matches on 401ks of another 350 or whatever. Let's say you could put away $500 a month and you can get a match of 250 or whatever, right? You could get help in this place. But nonetheless, again, if you have no debt and you have an emergency fund, $750 a month, 15% of your income should not be a problem for any working individual, okay? So $60,000 a year, not a ton of household income, but you can 100% turn it into a multimillionaire life and turn it into a life that later on you can buy whatever you want to buy and it not hurt. You can give to whatever you want to give to uh, and it doesn't hurt. If anything, it makes you feel a lot better about what you're doing with your money, right? And you can be financially successful. You can uh, have the you know win over the long term with your finances, even though your income wasn't a winning income necessarily, right? It wasn't an income that says, hey, I'm, I'm just a killer. I'm, I'm doing the best with my income. Even though that wasn't the case, you can absolutely get to long-term uh, millionaire status, wealthy status, whatever you want to say. So let me just leave you with this stat, okay? Of millionaires and the largest study of millionaires ever done in North America, okay? Around 33% never earned more than $100,000 in a single working year. So that means if you make $60,000 a year, you can absolutely do it. You can be in that one third of millionaires who never made over $100,000 a year. Okay. And you could bet that a lot of millionaires made a lot of money. Okay. But not many were making million dollar incomes. They were making, you know, 70, 80, 90, you know, maybe a hundred, $150,000 a year. And they were investing that over the long term and becoming wealthy. And that's what I want for you because for the average individual, and I'm not saying you have to be average, but I'm saying for the average individual, the best way that you can build wealth over a long period of time is by putting money into your 401k, your IRAs, systematically investing into appreciating assets and not doing it via income. Income means that you provided way more value via your skills than somebody else. But I'm saying for the average individual who has the average job, right? you, just as well as I, just as well as anybody else out there, Okay, can systematically put money away and grow their money over a long period of time. So I want you to believe it. And more than anything, I want you to do it because it will pay off over a long period of time. And I hope you can begin to believe that as you watch and listen to the show more and more. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals, and then ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.